You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network for another exclusive Third Watch recap episode. And we are actually at a recap episode of a season because we have reached the end of the third season. Can you believe it? We are now officially at the halfway point of Third Watch and. Uh, Plenty to talk about, as always, as we do in our recap episodes. We're going to go over a lot of things. We're going to rank the season. We're going to give you our top five moments and everything else in between. And I'm going to start off by saying that my name is Ben, and I love cheeseburgers. It's good to know. Hello, it's Brandy. I'm back for the recap. Hope everyone's been doing good. My name is Darvell, and this isn't God. But it is his good oh. friend, Officer Boscarelli. Boo! Don't steal my <laughs> favourite. How did I not remember that? Boo! No. Gotcha! It's bullshit. Oh, man. Start again. No, I'm not. No. No! That's that's bullshit. Um, I knew I should have just done this no, with Brandy. Oh, man. Come uh, on. Come on. Can I have it just this once? No, you can't. <laughs> Hurt my feelings. Come on. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Welcome awesome. to both of you uh, for this ben! recap. Come on, man. Never. I'm in disbelief that, firstly, somebody that I didn't remember that quote, and secondly, it was stolen from me. Thirdly, that we're here at the third season recap. I mean, um, Brandy, you and I started doing this, well, a while ago now, and uh, Darvell obviously jumped on board in season two, and um, yeah, I mean, Brandy, you obviously were only here for a few of these, but how, how the hell are we here at uh, season three already? Oh, man, I, it's funny, because like, we, we signed up to do the recap, I was like, wait, second season runs, and I was like, no, wait, no, we're not. <laughs> We're already this far. Like, it doesn't seem like we got this far already, but with Darvell's help, it's been amazing that we've been able to get this out and make it happen. And season is, season three has been amazing. Which for I you... I mean, from what I've already... Well, I was going to say for you, you're only two episodes away from uh, your beloved cruise coming into this, so that's kind of how far we've gotten into uh, yes! this show. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm so, I'm so excited. <laughs> so crazy to think that. I mean, Darvell, as I said, you kind of joined us in uh, season two. And, of course, you know, you've sort of done, I guess, the yep. majority of these since. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you've kind of come along <laughs> at a point where we've really been uh, pumping these out, at least in, in our scheduling of recording, not necessarily releasing them. But, uh, I mean, how are you feeling right now as we officially have crossed the halfway point of this show? I can't believe it either, man. I mean, at times, I will, I will say at times it can be... It it can be a bit of a can be a bit of a stressor sometimes, you know, not knowing what I'm gonna say when we cover a particular episode or whatever. But I'm I'm enjoying it, man. I'm enjoying it, and I'll tell you this: I'll be sad when we're done. I'll mm. be sad when we're done with it. It's one of these things that I feel like, yeah, I, I I get the the stress and the kind of pumping these out sort of things when it comes to stuff like that, and. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a case of like you know slightly complain not complaining but having these feels now and then when we get to the end of it we're like ah kind of miss doing that now let's do it again um, but <laughs> I don't think we'll ever end up uh, hey maybe we can maybe we can find more shows to recap after we're done with this one well yeah possibly I mean I've also got to finish Lost and uh, Nip Tuck as well so. <laughs> 
As I keep saying, there's like 24. a Saudi prince, 24. A Saudi prince out there who wants to like give me billions of dollars to do this. I'll happily do whatever shows they want me to, uh, except for Grey's Anatomy. But, you know, I... Oh, I... fuck Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> you know, um, yes, Brandy? This, you know, it's funny because... Yes, Brandy? <laughs> it's Brandy funny. Whitfield. <laughs> it's funny, though, because... um. I love doing this as well. Like Ben was saying, like if we got paid for like we made money doing this, we could do this like all day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that fun, <laughs> you know. I mean, we'd be rich. You would be, yeah, absolutely. Who? I mean, getting you know paid to talk do? to fairy characters and everything would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what we could do if we got paid buku money to do this. Hell, we could put the money that we could put the money together and 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 donate it to Warner so that they could acquire the money for the licensing fees for the music used in the show. Well, we'd have to make a lot of money. Um, but... Yeah, we would. <laughs> um, I, hey, it's an I- hey, hey, we can dream. It's an idea, I but I, I kind of think Warner probably have um, bigger things they'd want to do, like fix the DC yeah, Extended true. Universe, which I actually think is quite good, but uh, other people disagree with me with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, season well, three... Buy the rights to release it. Possibly. There you go. <laughs> uh, season three, uh, you know, this is obviously... it's it's One thing I'll say about this before we kind of go over, you know, the storylines and things like that and kind of just go through everything, is that um, I think this really surprised me on this rewatch of how much I actually appreciate this season. I kind of went into this saying that this is... You know, three and four are kind of the seasons which I perhaps maybe haven't got the most... You know, I always get the two seasons kind of mixed in with each other and kind of I don't necessarily remember them the most. But, I mean, I always forget that when I watch these episodes in season three that I just enjoy them so much. Like, there's so many episodes in this season that kind of do have those season one season two vibes to it the majority of them do i mean i realized that there was a few more rents this season than season two we obviously had our first bin this season since season one so you know i mean there's a few things like that but um for the most part i just forget just how good kind of like some of these episodes really are brandy you're obviously only here for a handful of these episodes but for the ones that you were on i mean do you kind of have any did they bring back any memories for you, like in terms of like what you Absolutely. thought about this season or kind of anything along those lines? Absolutely. I mean, I would say, you know, again, like we talked about this before, that season three and season four are kind of like blur between the lines for us. But season three does have that, still has that season one, season two vibe to it, you know. And I wasn't here for like a latter part of season three, but from what I've seen, yeah, I get what you're saying. It does have that vibe. And I don't think we've gotten to that point where it, it has that vibe of season five and six, you know. So well, we're about to have that. Um, we did have a few. Yeah. <laughs> we we did have a few this season, which kind of brought a bit about that. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, Davil, you, you, I think you famously said uh, at the end of our last season recap that this you this is maybe your favourite season. So. Do you kind of... Yes. I mean, I know we're kind of jumping ahead here to the rankings. They don't give us your ranking just yet. But, I mean, did that kind of hold firm to you? Did you kind of have anything that changed for you this time around? No, not really. It is still my favorite season. It, it is still my favorite season. In fact, you know, now that I'm paying more attention to it, because, I mean, I, mean, I, I watched it, of course, when I blazed my way through the show all those years ago, but wasn't really paying too much attention to, you know, every little detail. Now that I'm actually paying more attention to it, it actually gives me a greater appreciation for the season than what I had before. 
Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I and agree even with that. and before I was saying it was my favorite season. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I'd agree with this that. time around. You know, it's only enhanced that. I agree with the fact that everything you said. I mean, it's not my favorite season, but yeah, I, I think that this kind of is gonna be a lot higher on my overall rankings on my season list than I maybe ever gave it credit for, or at least remembered, I guess. I mean, I, I never hated this season. I just kind of... I think I went into this thinking that there was a lot more of a later season vibe to this than there was... Uh, than there actually is. I mean, there's only really maybe two episodes this season. Uh, one that I'm thinking majorly that really feels like a, you know, a later season episode. Um, and then I kind of think when we get to talking about season four at the end of this episode that kind of as you and I discovered in the last few weeks kind of going through the season four episodes, it's like, you know, season four, when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. Um, so it's, good goods and bad, bad. Yeah, which kind of transitions ourselves sort of moving forward then into the, the last two seasons, which, you know, just if I'm right now to think about the final three seasons, I honestly can probably say I think I like season five better than season four just because I think there's a lot more consistency going on in season five. But again, there's also a lot more down points in five leading us into the dreadful season six. But yeah, you know, I'm just like thinking out loud right now because again, I think four is going to be one of these ones which is going to, it's going to connect with me that there are actually the good goods really do kind of help out. Cause I mean, you know, we've got some amazing episodes in season four and obviously some quite terrible and maybe the most terrible episode in season four. But anyway, um, snow blind. Don't mention those words yet. We're still a while, a while away from that. Um, but uh, I, I guess kind of just quickly here now we'll go over as general, the main plot lines. And these are the ones that I've jotted down. And I feel there was a lot more kind of, um, storylines this season that, went over multiple episodes compared to season two. Um, and I think kind of, you know, one thing I'll say to steal your thunder a bit here, Darfell, but I'll let you talk about this in a minute when I let you, when we, you want to talk about these, is that definitely more mm-hmm. action this season than there was last season uh, in terms of stunts and, you know, big set pieces and things like that. But, I mean, get used to that. We're just going to get that more and more moving forward. But so the main plot lines that I've got this season, and there's actually a few this time around, kind of as I just uh, mentioned with that, is uh, we have, of course, 9-11. That happened. Um, we'll talk about that maybe separately. Uh, so that was, you know, a huge big deal when it came to this season. Um, you know, particularly at the beginning, you know, sort of the first eight or so episodes, and then obviously our second last episode, 233 Days, uh, obviously kind of tied things up with that. Um, and sort of just connected to 9-11, I guess we also sort of connect in there, Taylor's dad, and kind of the whole situation around him. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. other big plot lines this season, we, of course, had the whole Tatiana Chevchenko sort of uh, situation mid-season towards the end. Chevchenko uh, is introduced and sort of Tatiana's more than just uh, D- Sully's wife and kind of her connections really to other things and finding a little bit more about that. And I'm just going to connect into that one too. Obviously, that led to Davis getting shot, which I know it's a, a storyline, but it's actually not as big of a storyline as I remember. I thought there was a lot more about Davis getting shot, but it's really kind of dealt with in like two episodes and then you just kind of see him on a crutch for a couple of episodes, then he's back at work. So it's kind of not that much of one that I remember. Um, we've got face cancer, which again is, you know, not as big a deal as they could have made it out to be, but it still plays a part in this season. Uh, Bosco's breakdown, uh, you know, sort of eventually kind of cracks. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously kind of had the late season storyline of Carlos and Kylie and the, and the baby and the whole adoption situation, uh, finding out that, you know, Vanjie's dead and basically he's been lumped with the baby. Uh, the Jimmy and Kim custody dispute, which kind of was sort of our early to mid season um, storyline and sort of, you know, not forgotten about it at the end. I mean, Joey's gone now. <laughs> Rip. Um, Christopher Scott Fidel. Um, 
We obviously have uh, Doc and the whole videotape situation and um, uh, Brandy's boyfriend with the whole neck brace. <laughs> um, and the other one here that I've kind of put is Davis and Taylor, which, again, is sort of... It's there, but it's not kind of the biggest storyline in it, but it's still, I think, mentioned. I don't know if there's any there that I've maybe forgotten, but I, I feel they're the, the main ones that we sort of had this season. Uh, and I guess kind of around um. that sort of... The discussion point. I mean, we can sort of maybe talk about what we think was the best and the worst. I don't know. I mean, nine eleven just dominates this season. There's no other way about it. I mean, we talked about how much sort of this season had to change in terms of the production, and we kind of worked out like the relay was meant to be the season premiere in terms of the production schedule, but then they kind of had to have the three episodes at the beginning. I mean, in their own words, it's such a unique episode that we obviously were all here on board to talk about. Um, that stands alone in terms of just everything Third Watch about it. Um, you know, September 10th and After Time, both great episodes, very strong ones. And then even 233 Days, Darville, we only talked about that a couple of weeks ago, but that obviously is a fantastic episode, a very powerful, emotional one. No question. Great way to sort no of question about it. connect all that together. Um, and really, I, I enjoyed sort of the Taylor stuff because, you know, we really kind of get this side to Taylor where we're learning a lot about her and her dad. And for some, for a character that we never meet, um, we see two different people in two photos. Uh, you know, it's kind of such a weirdly emotional, strong connection we get to a death of a character that we just don't even know. So uh, that plays out really well. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the Chevchenko stuff because I just love Chevchenko. So I kind of love all that sort of play out there. Uh, you know, Bosco's breakdown's hard to watch. It's kind of, you know, the way that plays out. I actually don't mind, like, how they, the Jimmy and Kim stuff, like, that didn't irk me as much as I remember. So there was that. Um, yeah, Carlos's baby. I, yeah, you know, I'm indifferent on that one, Darvell. Um, I mean, just yes, kind of I do know that. Yeah, I mean, the other one I sort of maybe just mentioned. It's <coughs> it's not really an ongoing storyline, but I think it's important to obviously mention season three with the crossover episode with ER two. I mean, that was obviously a very yeah. unique thing, and I, you know, I very much enjoyed that storyline. Uh, you know, as a huge ER fan, and kind of just the way it all connected out, it was great. But um, anyway, I'm rambling, Brandy. I mean, you were obviously only on for a few of these, so you might not be able to sort of go over as much. But I mean, uh, sort of what were some of your highlights, I guess, out of those stories, or at least the ones that maybe you were involved with here on the show? Um, the highlights. Let's see. I mean, it was nice to see some of the popular, the famous stars that were guest starring. Yes. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we got to see a character that's going to come back later on. And I mean, there were some highlights. I I know with Kim, with her, like, with what's going on with her and like her PTSD from Bobby and then like with 9 11, I love like how they handled that. And I think I said that like on the last podcast episode I was on. And I know I didn't get to see Bosco's breakdown, but that was also a huge one for me. I mean, that's when I remember like, I always remember that that scene. And so, I mean, there were some of the highlights. I mean, I, like you said, I can't speak on much, unfortunately, because I wasn't here. But, yeah. <laughs> Davel, what about you? What about uh, kind of your yeah. highlights, lowlights, everything on, in between of those main storylines? Okay. Um, let's see. The, the whole thing with Taylor and, you know, Taylor's dad and 9-11 and all that. I've said that that would probably be the biggest highlight for me, the 9-11 thing, because... As I've said, I just I none of us really I think can praise Third Watch enough for how they dealt with it. Uh, yeah, yeah, agree. And that is that's definitely top of my list in terms of highlights. Um, let's see, learning more about Tatiana and oh, 
Is she actually Tatiana? That's another good one. Mm. What do I call you? (laughs) Tatiana or Natasha? (laughs) What? (laughs) Um, And uh, let's see. Taylor's dad, 9-11, Tatiana, a.k.a. Natasha. Um, Taylor and Davis... Um, I still say I wish they could have gone forward with a little more with that, mm-hmm. even if they really couldn't have. Um, you know, I can't really think of a low light. Yeah, it's kind of, low I mean, light. if I had to choose, I'll just interrupt you and say, like, I mean, I said I'm indifferent on the whole, I know you loved the Carlos Kylie stuff. I mean, I don't hate that storyline. I'm not trying to say I hate it, but if I had to choose my least favorite out of those ones, to me, it's probably, um, yeah, that. I mean, you y- y- kind of on paper, you'd want to say face cancer is not the nicest, but I mean, I think it's kind of, it's handled nicely enough. It's just, it's just something that's not much of a bigger deal. You, you hear the words cancer, you're going to assume it's going to be a massive storyline, but I mean, they just, I think it was unique how they dealt with that, just in the it fact prob- that... That it was, it was like it was. They didn't make it into such a big deal, which I think it worked though. Like it's kind of just because a character gets cancer doesn't always mean it needs to be. Because not all cancers are like, I mean, cancer's bad, but they're not like as in some of them are minor. I guess like Faith had. So um, yeah, sorry to steal your thunder there, Darvel. Yeah, if if untreated though, they can of course become really major. True. And yeah. I you could argue you could argue that maybe they probably would have made a bigger storyline out of it had 9-11 not happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I think that would definitely be a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you, you talk, talk up the Kylie, Carlos stuff, Darvel, I feel, because, I mean, I feel I'm being a bit harsh saying it's my least favourite. Again, I'm very indifferent on it. But, I mean, you, you obviously, you, you talked at length about how you enjoyed it because it really changed Carlos as a character this season. So, uh, and I, I mean, I definitely do not disagree with you in the slightest when you say that. But, I mean, I, I feel we need to talk that up slightly because, I mean, that is something, as we mentioned, that will yep. come back uh, in Season 5. Yep, and, and, of course, for the benefit of Brandy, because she wasn't, she, wasn't she wasn't here when I said it, but basically, um, what I said was, I I said initially, excuse me, that had it not been for that, I highly doubt that Carlos would have started growing up, so to speak. And then I went further in by saying, you know, it takes a really, it takes a pretty mature adult to, you know, find out that the, that the girl he had a one night stand with is has not only had a baby but that it might but that it could very well be his takes a pretty mature adult to you know step up and do his well his specifically in this case his very best to rate to raise that baby mm-hmm. but it takes an even more mature person to then realize you know what I can't give her what she needs. I can't give her grandparents. I can't give her brothers or sit. I, I can't give her aunts or uncles or cousins or anything like that. But I've seen this. I've seen this. I've seen the Kennys. I know that she, I know that she will have a, a mom, a dad, a, a sibling, an extended family. I can't give her that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Do you remember much of it, Brandy? Do you remember much of the whole Kylie Carlos stuff? Well, yeah, because, again, Carlos is, like, the character that I can relate to the most because we both came from the same background. And I will say, for those who are listening, it also takes a strong person that, even if you don't have that family you can't give, it's still strong that you can provide that if you come from a foster family like I have. Like, I can't provide the same thing that Carlos has, but I do whatever I can for my kids, you know? So, I, but, yeah. so this time relates to me so much because it's so hard when you can't give that because those, converse- those conversations I have daily with my sister or somebody like about grandparents and stuff and I just feel like yeah you're right Dar- Darvell you're right because if he did not have Kylie he wouldn't grow up because it took me having my kid to grow up and before that I was doing some of the stupidest things ever and so yeah I that's the storyline I do remember well Good and I it's one of my favorites Good insight. I like that insight. We we mentioned that I think too on those episodes that um, you know, we we kind of just said that like oh we could have Brandy on these episodes because I think she would probably have more of an insight. But um, yeah, I mean you know moving forward when it comes to uh, season five when we kind of have this whole background with Carlos, you know we'll, we'll maybe be sure to get you involved in those ones a bit more, Brandy. But uh, I mean I know for example like next season when Cruz comes into it, you're, you're definitely going to be wanting to be involved. But um, mm-hmm. I mean <laughs> mo- moving here into sort she'll of she'll be just, chomping at the bit to get involved in that. Well, it kind of ties in here to sort of going over you know the part now where we sort of just go over the main cast and. In terms of um, you know who we th- who we like the best, who we like the least, and everything along those lines. These seasons, our, our main, we had our main, technically we had our main ten this season because um, Chris Bauer, Fred Jokas was added to the cast as an uh, like a main role, but he was only ever credited on episodes he appeared in. So he kind of has this unique sort of way of being on the main cast. But we'll include him here. We've kind of got our ten. So I was, I was about to say this is kind of the only season in which we don't actually get introduced to a main new cast member. If you kind of... I know technically Fred, yes, but, I mean, he's been part of this show since the beginning. So it's just it's just been mm-hmm. increased from guest star to, to main cast. So if we take him out, season three is actually the only season we have with no new cast members. Because, I mean, season one, obviously everyone to us is new. Season two, Taylor. Season four, we'll have Cruz. And Johnson. Uh, well, he's never main cast, so that's kind of what I'm saying here is in main build cast. Uh, season four, mm-hmm. Cruz. Five, obviously, you know, Monroe. Uh, I mean, technically four, you could also say Emily is in new Emily, uh, even though she doesn't join the main cast until season five. Uh, and then five also technically is alongside Monroe. You technically have Grace, because um, I think she does get main cast for the last one or two episodes from memory. Um, and then obviously Finney in season six. Sadly, again, Holly never officially, which is bullshit. I can't wait till we get to five and six when Holly, poor Yvonne Jung, never gets credited as a main cast member, which I think, I think she's more memorable and more, you know, uh, important to this show than Grace is. No offense, Grace, but Grace, meh. Um, <laughs> uh, so our, our, our 10 here. So obviously we have Doc, uh, Michael Beach, Kobe Bell, Ty, Chris Bauer, Fred, Eddie Sibber and Jimmy. I was about to say Bobby Cannavale, but <laughs> rest in peace, Bobby. He's not along with us. Uh, Amy Carlson, Taylor, Molly Price, Yokos, Kim Raver, Kim, Zambrano, Anthony Rivava, Carlos Nieto, Skip Sardis, uh, John Sully Sullivan, and, uh, Jason Wiles, uh, Maurice Boscarelli. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think at 
the end of the day, um, who starred this season for me? I mean, Molly Price always is to me, as I keep saying, I keep trying to give her as the star of the show. She again had another amazing season. Uh, I'm going to give, I feel like I can finally give utmost props here to my man, Jason Wiles, just because, you know, he had such a strong season with his, you know, scenes when he's breaking down and everything along those lines. And I don't know, it's, it's kind of a very personal season for, for Bosco this time around. And, you know, things are only going to get more interesting for him next season with Cruz and then kind of moving forward into five and six. And then six, obviously, kind of just gets forgotten about slightly, sadly. Uh, so a bit of props there. I want to give some props to uh, Amy Carlson, not just because, you know, at the time of recording this, we've just recently had our interview with her. But, um, yeah, I, again, I, I always keep saying I appreciate her more and more, I think, every time I watch this show. And, um, you know, to me, I think kind of the Taylor stuff, as I said, really works. And it's really kind of, you know, interesting that we get so much around her dad, who we never meet. But, you know, just I love the relationship with her and Kim. I, I just really love that. And just, you know, the fact that she she enjoys it so much that she's essentially uh, foregoing a slot on the squad to hang, have more time with her. So, um, yeah, props there. Um, Eddie Simran as well. Like the stuff we get with Jimmy sort of early to mid seasons, great. And uh, Jimmy's grown up. So Jimmy has grown up a lot. So I, I kind of appreciate that uh, and kind of like seeing what's done there. Uh, I mean, really outside of that, I mean, Skip obviously had some great stuff with Sully, but, you know, there were portions of this season I feel that he kind of didn't have a whole lot to do. And, you know, he's kind of the voice of this show, but, you know, he was part of the terrible episode that we binned, of course, and uh, was it The Unleashed, wasn't it? No. The Unforgiven. Unforgiven. No, it was The Unforgiven. And it was The Unsomething. Yeah, we, we, we bit, yeah, we bent, both of us bent. We'll get that to that one. in our episodes part, but yeah, so, I mean, Skip kind of had his highs were good and then, but kind of he wasn't there. Same with, like, uh, I mean, I'm really noticing that poor old Kobe Bell, if you kind of think about Davis, he's never ignored. It's never like hashtag Davis goes nowhere. But he kind of only ever seems to have like one sort of brief storyline a season and the rest is just kind of there. But I mean, you know, it's, it's, it works though. Like you always kind of see him there. But, you know, I kind of like that. And even Doc this season really didn't have a whole lot to do outside of the whole cameras situation. I mean, the stuff with him and Jerry, which we'll obviously get to our guest stars soon, was great. Um, you know, Carlos had his funny moments at the beginning and obviously grew up towards the end. Kim, she had some really good stuff sort of in the beginning and kind of a few bits towards the end, but she kind of was, you know, hit and miss there, thereabouts. And Fred, well, you know, we, we kind of established our well. I think we're starting to get a bit annoyed by Fred. So, um, yeah, Fred is, Fred is, uh, bipolar Fred. Frederick. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Brandy, again, it's it's obviously a little bit more difficult for you, given you're only kind of here for, what, about six or eight episodes. But um, for out of the ones you did see, any sort of opinions changing on any of these characters? Did you have your favourites and anyone not as good this season as they have been in other seasons too? All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Um, first, Bosco, I believe, is the star of this season. Even though I wasn't around, I do know... From what, from memory, he had some strong episodes and scenes this season. Now, from the episodes I've been a part of, I would say Kim was very strong for me because I was mainly a part of her episodes. Yeah, you and, were part of those really strong Kim through. episodes, weren't you? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, with Bobby, I know that was a major thing, so that was being dealt with when I came on for the season. And I would say Kim was a star, but Alex was also good. I mean, I got to know more about Alex, and honestly, not as deep. It was more about her and Ty, but... She was also, it was also good to get to know more about her and about her dad. And it was good to see some type of resolve between how her she felt about her dad when, uh, what was that, the uh, new fireman's name? Was it Prescott? Oh, Prescott. Prescott. <laughs> Prescott. Okay, when he came in, he 
No, but when he came in and he uh, said something to, you know, even though, like, me and you both felt it wasn't, like, the strongest, yeah. it could have been, like, an episode, episode itself, I feel like that was a moment, you know, for Alex. So I feel like she had a, a little bit, she had a strong season as well. But that's really, I, I want to say Carlos because of his daughter, but I, I wasn't a part of that, so I can't say how strong it was, but I do know that was a strong plot line. Yeah. I will say that. Sure. Davel, uh, what about you? Yeah. Okay, who hit and who missed, yeah. more or less. Okay. Um, you know, even though he probably didn't have a lot to do this season, I did like the thing with Doc. The mm. the, the storyline, Doc's main uh, storyline this season with the, the camera, the videotape, and the fallout from all that, and how it eventually wrapped, and how it eventually wrapped up. Because um, you really got to see... You know, it's kind of funny. I'm going to sidetrack for a little bit. Um, in the Adam 553 episode, you know, his opening narration where he says, you know, about all, he talked about all the dreams he had, and then he said, you know, you get to a point where you've, where you've been doing something so long that you've been there half your life, and he says, that doesn't mean this is all I ever wanted to be. It doesn't mean I still don't have dreams. Yeah, fine. Well, come cold front, you're you're um you're now faced with you know losing losing your job and you and you're saying to and you're saying to Jerry on that riverbank if if I don't ha- if I don't have this who who the hell am I mm-hmm. I've I've got nothing else so I mean is it all you ever wanted to be or not so yeah that's definitely it really brings out Doc's inner conflict i think mm-hmm. so that is a, that is pretty solid if you ask me um what else what else what else bosco of course because i mean everything everything from bosco getting accused of murdering the of of murdering the what was that guy's name oh yeah him yeah and <laughs> he's and him and yeah, and in the and in the process in the process we actually learn more about his family background, mm-hmm. his family history. Um, of course, his quest to get into ESU, which uh, I mean, crazy, crazy Glenn, <laughs> crazy crazy Hobart. No offense to your. Uh, that's your. Yeah. That's your, no, that's not your. City, no, it is. It is. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, crazy Hobart, no offense to your city, Ben. Um, his PTSD was no- concerning 9-11. Really, really solid Bosco stuff here. Alex, yes, I definitely agree. She had some solid stuff also. Um, and, yeah, those, I would say, are my three, are my top three in terms of characters who had the, who had the most solid storylines. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I think we've kind of got a bit of a consensus here about some of the stuff, a lot of these things. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a strong, I mean, it's, we know it's a character show, but I mean, and kind of, we're going to lose a lot of this kind of moving forward. We keep warning people about that. And I kind of sort of maybe sort of thought it was more in this season as well, but thankfully it wasn't. But, um, yeah, no, definitely some strong stuff. And like moving forward though, I, I will say that kind of, um, at least off the top of my head with kind of what I remember and everything, you know, I definitely know that Taylor and, and, um, Jimmy are kind of, 
background characters a lot in the next season. I can't even remember, like, besides the end of season stuff with Kim, there's not a whole lot I can really picture thinking about what Kim gets up to next season. Even Doc and Carlos, like, I struggle to kind of think. I know Carlos has a the, the whole sexual assault storyline next season. So, you know, we really will find that come season four, it is a lot more starting to get that shift towards the cops. And obviously, you know, Amy Carlson sort of told us and confirmed in that interview that, you know, basically she was, you know, left the show because the creators basically said, yeah, from five onwards, we're looking at focusing on the cops. You're just going to be a background character. So kind of we start to really get a bit of a transition into season four of this sort of, you know, switch. And Cruise is a big turning point for that, which obviously we're going to get to. But um, sort of our guest stars. Now, I'm kind of going to lump this sort of together because... We kind of can look at our multi-arc characters and our favourite one-offs. I think we'll just save the one-offs for a moment because I think kind of that can be a very brief one. But I guess kind of our main sort of multi-arc ones, obviously, you know, our DKs and our Walshers, of course. Um, Rose Boscarelli was in a couple of episodes, of course. Uh, so was um, uh, his brother. I've gone blank on his name. Mikey. Um, Mikey. We meet him for the first time. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of nice to see him. Um, you know, obviously Swirsky there, Lieutenant Johnson, a lot of the, these, you know, doctors in the ER, Dr. Fields was introduced for the first time. He's obviously going to play a little bit. Uh, we, what was Dr. Dick, Dr. Patterson, Peterson, he said goodbye to him. Uh, Peterson. Peterson. Yeah. There was that other sort of, uh, Hawaiian shirt doctor guy who kind of just faded in the background. You know, I love my nurse, Mary Proctor. She's kind of involved in there. Tatiana, of course. Um, she's in this category. Um, you know, you've also got to look at, I mean... Sully's mom. Sully's mom, yeah. She doesn't really say anything, but she's kind of there and she's kind of gone for good now. Um, obviously, uh, Lombardo, we said we sort of memorialised him a couple of weeks ago with that. Um, Sergeant Christopher, we memorialised him. He's kind of come and gone now. Um, Gusler, oh, you know, I love my Gusler. Um, he's great and sadly, you know, not no longer in this. I wish he stuck around. Um, and even sort of, you know, our Charlies and our Emilys, but I think kind of the important one we obviously had there was PJ Morrison, no longer going to be Emily because we're about to get, uh, her appearance change, of course, in the blackout, the power goes out and her apparent appearance changes. Of course, Joey, Christopher Scott Fidel, uh, he's no longer going to be seen on screen. He's just going to be a passing mention. Um, who else am I missing here, anybody? Um, I think that's kind of our main crew that we're sort of we're recurring people this season. Oh, Jerry. I mean, we're going to love Roy. Roy. Who's Roy? Roy Scheider. Oh, Roy Scheider. Oh, do, Roy do, Scheider. Do, do, do. Uh, I'm, yeah, <laughs> thanks, I am thanks, Chip Um Yeah, uh, Jerry. I thought you would remember. Uh, Ray, the the tape dude, um, Brandy's boyfriend, Ryan. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, he's kind of not the most notable guy, but Brandy loves him. Uh, we had. Oh, and thanks also, for a mix. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, I mean, I kind of think we can maybe sort of lump this into our one timers, but you know, we obviously had a few occurring. Uh, of our recasted people, didn't we? We had uh, Leroy Brown dude come back as a lawyer. We had our French chef mm, come back mm, as a lawyer. Mm, mm, um, mm, we also had uh, Yvonne Jung who will come on. Thanks, Davel. Uh, we obviously have Yvonne Jung who will come back as Holly. <laughs> kind of, she played a one-off lawyer. So, uh, yeah, I yep. mean, there's there's a one-off. So we'll get to them in a second, but. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to say, Gusler was my standout. <laughs> I love Gusler, just so good. Love that man, man. Um, you know, and it's, if if only he was able to get through his nervousness, he could have. If only he had help in overcoming that, he. I think he could have been a. He would have been a good cop. 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's not a whole lot you can really... I think he, he served his purpose. I don't see him doing much more, and yeah. I think kind of his storyline was fine. I mean, as much as I would agree with you to say I'd love to see him back, I just... I don't think there's anything more you can do with his character. That's kind of just... He was a perfect sort of beginning and end. Um, I mean, I also... Yeah, I mean, I, I was so happy to see Jerry back. I liked having him back, even though he kind of was a bit, you know, of a douche when he does come back. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to sit with Gusler. I'll let you guys talk about other people. Brandy, again, we keep saying this. You weren't here for the whole thing. But from the ones you saw, did you have any kind of these recurring people that you enjoyed this season? Oh. I don't know his name, but the one with Bosco, the episode with Bosco, the sergeant, was it? Hobart. He was horrible. Oh, okay, Hobart, yeah. of course. Was, and I didn't mention Hobart. Thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> he was powerful just for what, for the purpose he served. I mean, that was very strong, you know, and I don't remember much about him, but I do know, like, I do love, like, his detention. He was good. When he came to Bosco and hit that episode alone when Bosco um, wanted to join the team mm-hmm. and Hobart was saying, like, you don't know what it's about. It's not about muscle. It's, you know, and it was just a great. It was a great. He was a great character. Yeah. So that's one of my favorites. Gerald McCraney, a great actor. So, yeah, no, I... I I'm forgetting it. And I just I just want to quickly chime in and say that I should put Chevchenko amongst my favourites because I just keep talking about how amazing Roy Scheider is and just how amazing um, the character of Chevchenko is too. So, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Darvell, yep. uh, you have anybody? And Tatiana, I always love Tatiana. Sorry. Yeah, go Darvell. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, how can you not love Tatiana? Sla- right? Tatiana slash <laughs> Natasha. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, liked, I liked seeing Jerry back as well, although... I wish we had. I wish we would have gotten to see more of him in season in in season one. You know that way we could have drawn a better. We may have been able to draw a better contrast between you know who he was then and who he became. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that was the one I was really excited to see come back. And yeah, I mean, I didn't particularly like the reason he came back, but. It was still good to see him back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And although I really wish that they had tried, I really wish they had gone back to season one and looked and watched the episodes where his wife's name is mentioned. That way, <laughs> you know, I mean, that way they wouldn't have us thinking that Jerry uh... divorced Jamie between seasons one and three and got married to some random woman named Kathy. I, I think are we establishing here, Darvell, that it's actually Doc who has a terrible memory? That maybe it's not the third watch writers. That maybe it's just Doc. He can't remember his best friend's wife's name, and then later on he can't remember his own dead wife's name. So I think it's just Doc. He's just got a bad memory. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't remember well, who uh, probably Carlos some, probably slept with and got the, pregnant. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably the stresses of the job are getting to him. <laughs> um, I mean, one timers. I mean, I don't think there's as many standouts this season as there was last season. I mean, I, I kind of liked Benny Ross. Uh, you know, he was kind of a one-off guy. Oh yeah, he was kind of cool. Uh, his weird little quirk of the singing. Um, you know, seeing Viola Davis was awesome, you know, just, her character wasn't exactly memorable, but just the fact that we had Viola Davis, and we had a, we went over that, a lot of sort of these one-off stars who kind of would go on to be big names, and, you know, the fact that we had Academy Award winner Viola Davis in an episode of Third Watch, and we're going to have Academy Award winner Helen Mirren in season six, you know, one of the only storylines Grace gets, 
Um, so, yeah. Yep, and Viola Davis, what is she starring on right now? I know oh, she's in a cur- isn't it I How to Get Away with a- Murder? Isn't that her show? Is that Does she do that? No? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's her. I don't know. Uh, anyway, but she's she's just become a big name now, so... Um, I mean, I don't, I can't even really kind of think of these one-timers, really. I mean, uh, Uncle, was it Mike? Mark? Who the fuck was that, David? I can't remember his name. Mike. Mike, thank you. Mike. Uh, I mean, he delivered that great speech, of course. Uh, I did like seeing James Rebhorn, Rebhorn back, uh, Captain, uh, you know, because I like that actor, uh, you know, in, in the Superheroes Part 2. Uh, no, it was the one after Superheroes Part 2, and they were kind of doing the whole, um... The going over the chalkboard of what happened. Um, so I enjoyed seeing him back, and that was kind of thicker a, than water. Thank you. Yeah, um, that was kind of good to see him as well. Um, the oh, I've gone blank on uh, the actor's name, but the husband in the relay, who of course is Doug Stamper in um, in House of Cards, uh, the actor who plays God. him, I love him. He's such a good actor. What is his name? Um, which I'll find in just a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably missing some one timers here. Uh, that were memorable. Um, but yeah, Brandy again. You weren't in many episodes. Um, so do you have uh, Michael Kelly is the name of the actor I'm thinking of. Uh, any standouts for you at all, Brandy? Few. I mean, not many. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Well, is my boyfriend this yes. season. Um, there's Viola Davis this season. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like the, the episodes I watched. I didn't. Really, there weren't that many standouts besides our. Yeah. yeah, that's it's kind of a weird one for one times. I just want to also say I like Nurse Tammy, <laughs> even though she's technically a two time character because she came back for a second episode. But Nurse Tammy was kind of cool. So yeah, Davil. Yep. Yes, she was. <laughs> Do you have any of your one times, Davil? You want to mention? Um. Let me think. Oh, man. No. No? Not off the top of my head, I don't. That's completely fine. Well, I mean, we'll just look at the episodes quickly. I mean, and we'll kind of get into our rankings and our top five. I mean, we've sort of gone over what worked, what did Well, I mean, I guess just in terms of the what worked, what didn't work before we get to the episodes. Um, I mean, the, the, the introduction of kind of montages is a real element to a lot of them. Not as much as we will get. Like, it was still kind of only minor. But this is was kind of like this is where we are starting to get those feelers for later seasons when montages just become almost a character of this show. They become more prominent than freaking paramedics and firefighters in this show. But um, for the most part, they worked this season. I mean, the Nickelback one was a little bit, you know, yeah, it worked, but it was still Nickelback. Um, but yeah, oh, uh, come on. I w- I had did say in the episode the only two times that like Nickelback works is I think both times they use it in third watch, so it works better the second time more so than me- for me. But it's still a very effective use of it. Um, in this, but uh, yeah, montages I think kind of a very hit and miss when you get them. Um, you know, other things that didn't work, Darvo, we obviously just went over there. The fact that we're starting to get these, you know, plot holes of writers forgetting characters' names from a couple of seasons ago. We're starting to get the recycling of actors. Um, you know, using a Von Jung as kind of a random person, which, again, I do wonder if that does come down to the fact that she's with Anthony Rebovar. Hey, let's come on board. And then later on, hey, I know, let's um, get you as sort of a major side character who, hashtag, should have been a main character. Um 
So, I mean, that kind of... Yeah, they were actually married, apparently, before Third Watch even premiered. I think we established that, didn't we, when we sort of looked that up. Um, So, I mean, that's kind of a few things. What worked, though, 100%, like, uh, the 9-11 stuff, we went over that, but just it worked. No question. The best fictionalized version and sort of, you know, dealing with any sort of uh, television show, Third Watch did it the best. Um, The crossover with ER worked fantastically. Um, you know, it's we sort of went over how that was kind of a weird sort of thing in a way that these two shows can be connected based purely on the fact that they sort of have co-creators and it's not like a CSI where you expected to believe these all exist in the same world, but they still managed to do it. Um, and I will say quickly, just as a side note, uh, since we last recorded, I did find that medical investigation episode. Uh, I flicked through it. I haven't watched yeah. it. But from what I flicked through it, it looks terrible. So uh, I'm not looking forward to watching the second half of the Third Watch Medical Investigation crossover episode. Um, and, yeah, I think kind of we, we really did go away. I thought we had a lot more of our sort of character-centric episodes like season two, but we only really had like, what, two, three maybe this season? So they kind of just completely went away with that. I thought we had a lot more, to be honest. So, um, yeah, I mean... If you two have anything to add, interrupt me here. But if not, I'll move straight into the episodes. I don't really know if you guys want to add anything to what I was just saying there about what worked, what didn't work this season. I have don't really have any clout to complain, so I wasn't here, unfortunately. But... You know me, I probably would have something to say. <laughs> well, I, I should also mention, in their own words, worked. That was a great idea, and that was very effective. I yeah. think we've talked about that too, and maybe we'll go lead that yep. into our episodes here. That was a great way of doing it. And also, we'll say the action, Davel, like, uh, you know, you, you mentioned that before, or last season, of course, about that. It, they they ain't that up a notch this season, and it worked. I mean, the explosion, what episode was that when they just randomly had that massive explosion? That was kind of a bit random. Um, but it, uh, Act Brave. Act Brave, yeah. I mean, it still worked. But, I mean, that was the, kind of in one of my... diner explosion? Yeah. That was kind of... It just filmed a bit, like, random out of place. But, you know, the car chases this episode season were great. Like, the relay kind of just, you know, just the, the set pieces we had with the cars and that were fantastic. Um, and just, yeah, there was just so much to like in terms of... And the fire stuff. We didn't really have a lot of fire stuff this season, but when we did have it, it was great. Um, so, yeah, and obviously, I mean, the shootout, Superheroes Part 1, we're going to talk about that a little bit more when it comes to our top five. But, um, you know, that was, that was yep. epic. Yeah, one of my favorites was the was the was the rescue was the rescue sequence in Cold Front. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. When they're, get, yeah, when, they're getting, the when they're getting when they're getting when they're getting when they're getting the woman out of the yeah. ice. Yeah, no, I agree. And also, uh, shout out too. I know we only talked about it a week ago, but Blackout just a handling of kind of because I don't think we really talked about that too much in Blackout. Like it was even we know this show is shot in New York. It's not on set and everything. Like the extras and everything they would have had to do to close these streets down to kind of give it a a sense of it being a super hot day and on a blackout. Like it was very well shot. Like the extras, like that scene around that shop when they're all rioting and throwing stuff, and then obviously kind of the the cliffhanger ending where they sort of come out of the car in the riot gear. Like it's beautifully shot. Blackout. You really do feel like New York is without power. And their people are writing, so it's it's very well done. So um, yeah, it's still beautifully shot this show, and I think that's one thing we'll never complain about is the the cinematography of Third Watch is 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 amazing for a network show in the early two thousands. You know, I think it's it's very well done. So um, yeah, uh, but episodes wise, now unique here, I feel because. Last season, you know, I talked up how much, you know, the fact that, you know, I bought 20 of them, rented two. Uh, Between you two, you bought 20 of them, rented two. If we look at this on paper right now, between the both of you, you bought 21 of these and binned one. Um, So, I mean, nearly a perfect season for the guest chair on this show. 
myself personally, uh, I bought, what did I buy? How if I can do my maths here? 17 of these rented four and binned one. Now, in terms of sort of the best and worst, obviously we'll start with the worst, uh, the unforgiven, uh, terrible episode. No question. Terrible. It was, it was just out of joint. It was weird with the flashbacks. We didn't need the flashbacks. They should have just been done in, in that yep. way. Uh, it was preachy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yep. I was going to, well, I was going to say you, we kind of came to an agreement that the episode probably would have worked and it probably would have at least earned a rent if they had, if the, if it, yeah, if it weren't for the flashbacks, if they had shown that whole thing and then maybe ended it with Sully talking to the priest and yeah. showing up at Ty's house drunk. I mean, it was great to see Dean Winters and Giancarlo Esposito in episodes of Third Watch, particularly Giancarlo Esposito was a big Breaking Bad fan, so it was great to see them, but they were just wasted. It just, it just felt weird, and like, um, I think kind of as I try to sell it, like, if you're going to do a flashback episode, bring back Bobby Cannavale, like, bring back these people, you know, bring back Jerry working with Doc, like, make it seem like this is, I mean, that would have just been a great one-off episode to see Bobby come back, like, this is a flashback, and to see them, so I think kind of, had they done that, it would have been amazing it would have been so good so but like they just it just didn't work it just felt weird so yeah that and right now at the halfway point of third watch as i kind of went over last week that is my lowest ranked episode after 66 episodes even more so um than demolition derby from season one the only other bin it but i i was very excited brandy just to let you know because obviously you weren't on that episode that uh darvel binned an episode because i you know honestly didn't know if either you or darvel would ever bin an episode so i was kind of very <laughs> excited that darvel has uh, you ha- you are yet to do that brandy but, um, I am sitting on my throne over here. <laughs> <laughs> the Brandon. queen, the queen of no bins. <laughs> um, but I will say other kind of lower ones for me, kind of on my rent scale, uh, childhood memories and act brave. I have them very low overall. They're my two lowest rents on my overall list. So wasn't, you know, a big fan of those. The greater good and transformed are the other two that I rented a little bit higher than act brave and childhood memories, but still to me, not the best. The, on the on the flip side of things, though, Sex, Lies, and Videotape, I just forget how amazing that episode is. Uh, and I currently have that number four as the fourth best episode of Third Watch. It's such a good episode. Yeah. Uh, the other one that Very- I have... Yeah, the other one that I have in my top ten, I have two actually other ones in my top ten currently at the moment. That's Superheroes Part One, which is just such a great episode. The music, the editing, just the emotional connection you get in that episode is fantastic. Um, and Falling as well, just Jason Wiles standout episode, mm-hmm. so good. The Long Guns is up there as well for another one there of him. But uh, just another couple of ones like I've got to mention in their own words, uh, September tenth. Uh, and after time, just handling uh, 9-11 brilliantly, and then obviously 233 days closing that out. All do that so well. Solid four episodes there, dealing solely with 9-11. It's really, really good. Um, Blackout, as I mentioned, that's probably my favourite season finale out of all six seasons. I think it's a great season finale. Uh, and just also a special note to Old Dog's New Tricks. I think that's a great episode. And also The Relay. I always forget kind of how that is almost like a funnish sort of unique episode. And you can tell why they went with that. That would have been a season premiere if September 11 had ever happened. So, um, yeah, they're, they're my standouts uh, and my lowlights. Brandy, you were involved in eight episodes this season. And you bought all of them. Uh, but, I mean, you were on, in their own words, September 10th. And, of course, a stretch of episodes from Childhood Memories, Act Brave, Sex Lives and Videotape, Transform, Old Dogs and Tricks, and The Long Guns. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, were you, what were your standouts? Breathe, Ben, breathe. <laughs> uh, my episodes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. 
Long guns? Was that the one, I believe it was with Bosco? Yeah, that was the Hobart, Bosco, hostage sort of Yeah, thing. that was a yeah. standout, for sure. Yep. Um, the Kimmy, the Kimmy, Jimmy, Kim, uh, I was Jimmy and Kim, I would say the one with uh, Viola Davis with the custody. It was nice to see, like, Jimmy, because I think I got the beginning of him changing. I didn't get the growth like you guys did, but I got the beginning mm -hmm. of him wanting to change. So I, I'll say that was a standout for me as well. Yep. And then Carlos. I mean, Carlos was a standout. I mean, not as much, but I did get a little bit of him as well. And, but I would say, for the most part, The Long Guns was like the main episode that stood out for me out of all the, the ones I've seen. Good choice. Davel, what about yourself? Okay. Um, standouts for me, um, superheroes parts one and two, uh, the greater good. That's probably my, that's probably one of my favorites of the, of the season, the greater good cold front. Of course, you know, the nine 11 episodes in their own words, September 10th after time and 233 days. Mm -hmm. Um, falling definitely cause that's the only time you really see Bosco break down, mm -hmm. like full out break down. I think. I mean, you see him cry later on, but you don't see him actually break down. Um, and let's see what else. The ER, the ER crossover. Oh, of course, yes. I should have mentioned those. Yes, uh, you know. Can't, can't. Yeah. yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Um, and and as props I said, to Sherry Stringfield. Can I just say that? I know she's technically yes. not a side character because she's from another show, but uh, you know we talked about how amazing of an actress she is. So yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yep, and and as I and I think I said I said this when we were talking about those crossover episodes. I read somewhere, couldn't tell you where now, that it was because of that crossover that Third Watch even got picked up for a fourth season. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, and blackout, of course. Really, sh it really gives you some idea of what it could possibly look like if electricity just went out. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, and I think the uh, you know all very strong choices, and um, you know, very solid, solid season actually. Looking at it, and that I think brings us into our um, our rankings. Now, this is a part where it gets more interesting. I think the, the further we go along with this show, we can actually rate these seasons and put them in an order. It, I think it really does work well kind of now that we're sort of into seasons where we can really interchange things. Um, now, I'm not going to go first. Here. I want to save mine to last. Let's go with Brandy. Now, your current rankings is you've got season two at first and season one second. So I know, again, I keep repeating myself, repeating myself that you weren't here for the whole thing. But like, if you were to think of season three <laughs> from what you remember, what you've seen, where are you going to rate it out of the three seasons we've had so far of third? What are you ranking it first, second or third? Three. I'm making season. Okay, I'm gonna go right this. Season three is first. Season two is second, and wow. season one is third. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just because even though I was here, I do know this was deeper, mm -hmm. and it's even though it's getting closer to where things kind of change, which they are gonna change soon. I do know there was a lot more. And the nine eleven that was just so powerful. I can't beat that, you know. And again, I mean. Tatiana, like, I wish I was, that's one thing, that's one of my regrets for this season is, like, I do remember how powerful that plot line was, 
And I wish I would have seen it because I don't remember Sully being a drunk at one point, but I do know he did take to drinking. And I know that was some of the powerful plot lines going with that. And so I do know there was some powerful plot lines I did miss out on, we'll especially get, of Carlos. That's the drinking Sully's more next season, but there was a brief glimmer yeah. of that this season. But yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good to know. Uh, so, wow, well, okay, season, so you're ranking season three, season two, season one, you're just in reverse order from what we've kind of watched. Uh, Davil, I feel that you're also yeah. going to put this at first, or am I am I jumping the shark here with my opinions? No, you're absolutely right. I am going to put season three at, to- at the top of my list, because, wow. I mean, I've said this many times, season three is my favorite season of all six, actually. There you go. Yep, at, le- at least at least right now it's my favorite of all six. Interesting. Um, so you've got season two at last and- right now? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Hold on, don't don't get your don't get your panties in a twist, Ben. Um, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I would I think I would actually put now that I'm really thinking about it, I think I would put season two. Second. Oh, so we're allowed to switch these around? So, I thought once we put them in there, okay, well, if you want to switch it, then I'm not going to say no. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep, because, um, yeah, because think, thinking about it now, you know, I was actually, um, I was trying to get my, I'm I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to get my girlfriend in, into third watch, too, and if she doesn't we were, dump her we ass. were watching. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, love, no. true love. Uh, but anyway. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get her, I'm trying to get her into third watch. Now, of course, I know that it's a show you have to watch from the very beginning. We we got through the first four episodes, and she was like, and she was like, she was like, I'm just having a hard time, I'm just having a hard time knowing who everyone is, mm-hmm. which was a, as we know, that was a pretty big complaint from the viewers. When the show first started, I mean, people were saying they liked it, but they just did not know who all the characters were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm able to, I think I'm able to see that now in the grand scheme of things. You know, now that we're going through these episodes and picking them apart and analyzing them and all that, we really didn't know who anyone was in season one. True. True. Um, well, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. This is crazy. Um, well, I, I thought I was going to be sort of a, a bit weird on my call because. Season two is not moving. That's that's number one, and that will stay that way for all six of these. I can spoil that for you right now, unless all of a sudden I have the biggest epiphany in the world that season six is the greatest thing ever, and then I realize I'm on drugs. Um, but I, I, uh, I had to like work this aren't out. Aren't you already? I really wish I was sometimes. Um, like I was kind of just going through my my list and kind of how I worked this out was. You know, if people don't know what I'm talking about when I say my list, I've I've gone through and rated these episodes <laughs> and like put them in my personal order, and I'm gonna at the end of this give you all 132 episodes and show you where I put them in order. So at the halfway point, I've kind of gone through my... Because I'm a statistics man. I do love some good statistics. And I've sort of, like, looked in my head. I'm like, well, hang on a minute. Like, I've got so many season three episodes higher than season one. And a lot of my season one episodes are kind of the low episodes. I don't hate season one. It's, you know, stock standard, great way to start this show. It just improves. But I've just got here my top half. So the top 33. I have 13 season three episodes in my top half. 15 season 2 episodes and only 5 season 1 episodes. And then my top 10 has 6 season 2 episodes, 3 season 3 episodes, and only 1 season 1 episode. So I think, to me, that sells it enough that I have to put season 3 at 2nd. 
So I have season two first, season three second, and season one third. So poor season one, between all three of us, it's last on all of our list. But I honestly think that's not going to change. I mean, it's not going to stay that way, I mean. So, um, and that's not to take away from season one. Season one's still great. It's just obviously got a few more sort of like rents along the way in one bin, at least for me. But, um, yeah, I'm surprised that season three has got two number ones right now and a number two. So, um, there you go. There you go. We, I think we'll work out an average at the end of, uh, all six seasons. And right now, season three is leading. Uh, if we did an average right now of all three of our, uh, rankings, it would be season three, season two, season one. So, um, fascinating, fascinating stuff. Uh, but that leads us now into our final five in terms of our, the ranking the best five moments of the season. And, and we'll obviously come up with these five and then put them in order. But I'm, I'm saying this now. I think this is the easiest one we're going to do because I've written down the five that we, we talked about. And I, I, I just, I cannot see any argument that these five moments are not these five. We just have to work out what order. Um, because these are just the five strongest moments that are just so <coughs> darn good that I just think it's an absolute travesty if we do not include any of these in our top five. Um, so the five that I've got here, uh, for those, like, I know, kind of, Darvel, you know these for the most part, because you were kind of listening to me rabbit about these for the most part. Um, but even Brandy, you were on for at least a couple of these. So the, the, these, again, are not in any order. These are in order of the episode they appeared in. So, uh, from, uh, episode seven, so that was Childhood Memories, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so that's Kim and Jimmy the whole fight situation when Kim's sitting at the dinner table with Joey and Jimmy's banging at the door and they had that massive fight and she calls the cops on Jimmy. Um, then we have uh, we have three episodes in a row where the closing scene will make it. At least I'm going to, you know, unless you two can come up with the biggest argument to sway off this, which I think you're idiots if you do. Uh, <laughs> I'm being mean. Um, it's episode 12. Oh, they've hung up on me, I think. Uh, so, from uh, The Long Guns... No, I'm still here. The Long Guns... The, the, from The Long Guns, the, the closing sequence with Bosco and Hobart. Hobart holding the gun to his head and basically him getting shot and then just that whole scene with Bosco. It's like, you know, what now, Glenn? What now? Uh, just just an amazing scene there. From the very next episode uh, in Cold Front, the scene by the river with Doc and Jerry when he takes him to the uh, the river and he's just basically telling him about that call that they had. And then, you know, he's like, oh, I'll take you home. Jerry, Jerry, just, you know, poor old Doc crying as he goes off. Just such a good scene for Doc's overall character and just kind of the continued downfall for Doc. Uh, then the following episode, Superheroes Part 1, the entire closing sequence with them rushing to the scene and the big shootout, which obviously concludes with Davis, you know, the whole, I'm shot, man, I'm shot, and then he just collapses, and that's our cliffhanger, like, just so powerful, and just, you know, we didn't really talk too much about uh, Kobe Bell, but just such great acting from Kobe Bell, his starring moment of this season. Uh, and then I think there's no way we can avoid uh, episode 17, of course, in Falling, uh, just the closing section there where Bosco shows up to Yokus's house and he breaks down, just spills about 9-11 and then Fred kind of walks in and just catches him. We just see Bosco just absolutely break down. And I think kind of the only other ones that I've written here kind of as honourable mentions, which, you know, unless you two have the biggest arguments for, I just I don't see any of these four bumping those five because I just think those five are so strong. And again, I'll reiterate that you've got to look at this also in the grand scheme of things that at the end of six seasons, these are also nominees for our top ten. I think we've established firmly we're having a top ten moments of all six seasons, not top five. So I think they're all five solid moments that you could argue could be in the top 10 and I think this is the strongest overall five compared to the three seasons we've done so far so the other ones that I've kind of just written down here 
Uh, the two fun moments, and these are just silly little throwaway ones, two Carlos scenes, of course, Carlos falling down the pole and Carlos dancing, getting ready to uh, <laughs> pina colada when he discovers that Davis isn't uh, gay. That You know, they're just fun scenes, but they're just not strong enough to me to, to knock any of those out. And the other three... Um, the Bosco and Lewis, uh, Dr. Lewis scene from, uh, episode 20 from, uh, Unleashed, just kind of that little speech they have with each other, uh, as Bosco is getting the needle. Uh, obviously, you know, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago in 233 days, Mike's sort of mon- uh, monologue he has at the end, you know, I never liked them. They were ugly, but now I miss them. And, you know, it's been 233 days, that whole speech. I think we've covered the 9-11 stuff though with Bosco stuff because I've also put the closing to September 10th you know when like Bosco wakes up here's the plane they're on the subway just the whole reactions to 9-11 and they all go off to like you know do it but I think kind of in sort of I think the Bosco scene when he breaks down to Yoko's covers 9-11 I know he kind of you have to have a 9-11 scene in the final five and I think we've got that with Bosco yeah there's no way you can avoid that yeah well, I think Bosco covers that beautifully just his you know whole story there because it just comes out of nowhere you're not expecting Bosco to break down about 9-11 um so anyway uh not expecting him to break down period exactly so I mean I, I, I honestly just do not think we can budge on this five and we just need to come up with an order on it unless any of you two can really come up with a, a an argument for those other moments you know I don't think I don't think I can what about you, Brandy? I'm going to be the villain and say throw them all out. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> um, Brandy. That's why you're only on like eight episodes a season. <laughs> I just had to. It's just so easy. No, I um, I mean, personally, I don't think the Jimmy and Kim part where they he's banging on her is powerful. But again, I wasn't here for a whole season, so I don't really have a say in what are more powerful to me, but I know most of them are powerful. And it was a powerful scene of what I was a part of. So, no, I can't go against anything. The thing I'll say about the Jimmy and Kim, too, is that it also we, we cover our characters, I feel, here. I think we've got a good spread of characters. Yes, okay, we've sort of got two Bosco moments. The, the cop stuff sort of got Bosco in there, but he's not the most prominent one. That's more Sully and Davis, I feel. But then you've also covered the paramedics with Doc and Kim, and then you also got a firefight a bit there with Jimmy too. So I kind of think it's we've got a good spread of our characters there, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, if we're agreeing on the five, I think we really just need to come up with an order. So, I mean, I would probably say then, on what you sort of just said there, Brandy, that maybe number five would be Kim and Jimmy at the door. Um, yeah. You know, that would that would kick us off at number five. Because I mean, look, I I, I think yeah, it's Bosco like, Bosco's breakdown number one. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking that or the shootout, but I would probably more lean towards Bosco's breakdown. I think if we get yeah, out, yeah. So Bosco's breakdown number one. Would we agree the shootout maybe number two? That was huge. I yeah, they're very strong contenders right there to be part of top three out of the top five. I mean, Bosco's sh- sh- yeah. So I say the shootout number two. And I think kind of moving forward, we're going to have a lot of shootouts moving forward in third watch, but I think this is arguably the most powerful. It's going to become, sta- it's going to become standard fare. Yeah, but I think this is the most Actually. powerful and most realistically well done. It's not over the top. It's not cheesy. It's not, you know, a small army storming a public hospital and shooting everybody, which is just completely unrealistic <laughs> bullshit. Um, I mean, it's a powerful scene. It Don't could, get me wrong. It could, it's tense. It could happen. But it's... It, it could uh, happen. Look... I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a villain in that episode about how campy and cheesy that whole situation is. Like I get the tension with it, but there's just I've got some epic. There's one scene in particular which just completely shits all over a character. It just makes her seem like the weakest little person in the world, which I hate. She's not weak, and I just hate that. Sasha, 
Yes, exactly. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, okay, so number one, Bosco's breakdown. Number two, the shootout. Number five, Kim and the door scene. So basically, we just need to work out our four and five, uh, three and four, sorry. So three num- and four. Num- number three, are we going for Doc and Jerry by the river or Bosco and Hobart? Uh, Bosco's sort of, you know, what now, Glenn speech. I'm going to argue for Doc and Jerry by the river. And number three, okay, Brandy, what would you say? Um, I can't. It's hard. I'm not going to go against that yet. Look, I think I'd agree. I think <laughs> Let's I, just keep on. If you're in the middle, I think I, I agree with Doc. I think. I mean, it's. I, I love. I do love the whole the the scene with the hostage situation, and I just just that bit. I think I mentioned the episode when Bosco's like, "What now, Glenn? What now?" Just kind of always makes me tear up a little bit, just you know, because this is this is the pre scene before Bosco breaks down five episodes later. But this is really the first time we see Bosco emotional like this. So, and that's obviously yeah. a precursor to what we're going to get in episode seventeen. So, um, yeah, I'm happy with that. Or I'm happy with Doc and Jerry because I think it's important for Doc. His character, that, as I said, like he just—it's the downfall of Doc, and this maybe could be one of the last straws until what we get at the end of season four. If you know what I mean, so because um, yep. you know he's lost his Actually, dad, I he's lost Morales, is. and he's lost his best friend now. So it's kind of like, well, who else is left to lose? Well, stay tuned. Is it season four? Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, in, in yeah. one season's time, we'll be talking about what happens at the end of season four. So yes. Um, wow. Yeah. All right. So, oh, well, yep. that was. We'll be talking about the scene that I always show people to try to get them interested in the show. You know, the fascinating <laughs> thing about the order that we just came up with—it's literally in the order I wrote it down: five, four, three, two, one. So, um, to go over <laughs> our uh, final five here, and again, I will say we will make a video of this. Now, it's it's weird because our first season top five video is still on YouTube, at least at the time of recording this, and it's never been taken down. The one for season two, they were like, nah, copyright from Warner Brothers, you can't put this on YouTube, we're going to block it. So I was like, okay, well, fuck you. So I'll make the one fuck for season... Fuck you, Warner Brothers. I'll make the one for season three, I can't guarantee it will be up or not. It's very bipolar. So uh, we'll still put publish this list on our website, theoznetwork.net, on the article that go up with this. But uh, yeah, I personally still make the video because I still like having these moments, videos to watch. But uh, anyway, so our final five, our top five moments for season three of Third Watch... From episode 7, Childhood Memories, uh, the Kim and Jimmy fight scene where Jimmy bangs on the door and basically is threatening Kim and Kim has to call the cops on Jimmy. Uh, From episode 12, The Long Guns, we have the Bosco and Hobart hostage situation where Hobart basically commits suicide right with Bosco and Bosco has his first sort of semi breakdown from the very next episode episode 13 cold front we have the closing scene with doc and jerry by the river as basically jerry let's be honest chucks a tanty with doc and walks off and poor old doc's left crying at the river uh the following episode number two we have this what chucks a tanty like chucks a you know he has a i don't know what was uh he has a like a childhood tantrum Tanty, hissy fit. Ah, um, okay. okay. <laughs> bear with me. I'm using Australian on you. Um, <laughs> number two from episode 14, uh, Superheroes Part 1, uh, the big shootout at the end, which obviously concludes in uh, Davis being shot. And our number one moment for season five from episode 17, Falling. Three. Season three. What did I say? I said season five. Thank you. You said season, season five. Uh, we have Bosco breaking down to Yokus. 
Uh, everything finally gets to him, and it's kind of also that's our nine eleven moment as well because he the breakdown basically is about nine eleven. Uh, that's the main sort of part here, and his harrowing story about what he did on nine eleven. So, I think we have a fantastic top five. There you go. Good job, people. Um, that leads us now into, and I can't believe I'm saying these words. Season four of season Third Watch. four. Now, look. I said this at season three that I, you know, kind of a lot of this FGL's in and it's maybe not the season I know the most, but I, I think kind of as much as season three surprised me at how much I actually ultimately overall enjoyed it and that I've put this at number two ahead of season one. I, I, season four, as I keep saying, it, the, the goods are good. They're very good. Uh, I think we've easily got a top ten episode in Letting Go. Oh, sorry, Last Call. Uh, Letting Go is the one before Last Call. Last Call is an amazing episode of television. It's not just Third Watch. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to say this right now. Skip Sardis was absolutely robbed of not getting any acting nominations for that episode. Absolutely powerful as shit episode. And this is our kind of one season episode where it's kind of got nothing to do with, you know, the, the main crew. This is like set completely out of New York, basically. There were only, what, five minutes in New York. Um, it's just an amazing episode of television. So uh, that's why I'm saying the goods are good. I kind of like the stuff at the end of the season when it comes down to, you know, sort of Kim involved with, um, what's his name? Uh, Noble. Aaron Noble. Uh, then we kind of get stuff around that. Um, you know, there's, there's just a whole lot of stuff around the clothing that I like. Um, Judgment Day, as much as I'm not looking forward to watching those two episodes because they just... I cannot help but just absolutely break down in tears in the closing moments of part two. It is a really good sort of double part episode to tie up a lot of the sort of this season three stuff. Um, you know, and then we obviously have a couple of other two parters this season in Crime and Punishment part one and two and Collateral Damage part one and two. Um, so, you know, we've got some decent stuff. But on the flip side of that, we have. We've got some bad bads. <sighs> We have some bad bads. We have Snowblind. Um, we have... Look, I'm indifferent on Ladies' Day. I'm going to be honest. I like it one moment. I don't like it the next. Firestarter is a very... Hmm, episode. Crash and Burn can be good. It can be bad, depending on my mood on the day. Um, and I'm saying this now, that that this season is often considered not the best in terms of the fact that we get crews. And we'll get to, I want to talk about Cruise separately in a second because I know Brandy's just getting a little bit excited and giddy. People complain that she's sort of the reason why this show jumped the shark, that everyone hates her and all this sort of stuff, and it took a turn. And I'm not going to disagree. The fact this show does take a turn when Sergeant Cruz becomes a main part of the cast. Because let's remember, she's introduced in episode two, but I think she goes, like, missing for a few episodes before she comes back again, if I'm not mistaken. Like, she's not, like, in your face straight away. She doesn't actually become a main cast member till like, halfway through. And Tia Texada Tejada, we'll get her name right one day. Love that woman to bits. Texada. So fucking gorgeous, can I just point out too? And just, Jesus Christ. I love Cruz. I love Cruz. But my problem that this season has is the introduction of Bonnie Dennison. I love Bonnie Dennison. I love her. She's amazing. She's one of my future wives. I love her to bits. But Emily gives me the fucking shits this season. Because, like, all the shit stuff to me is around Emily's character. Anyway, I'm ranting. Uh, season four is a unique season, I feel. it's it, This really is our transitional season moving into the final two seasons. Uh, Brandy, you've got the floor. Sergeant Cruz is officially less than 100 minutes worth of television away 
to your eyes again. Even less, I think less than 80 minutes away of television from your eyes. Sergeant Cruz, the time has come. We're about to get to her. Team Cruz. I gotta get my t-shirt made. Yes. <laughs> no. I am so, I don't know. I feel so honored to talk about her. I'm kidding. No, um, I'm excited. I I will say now that I rewatched these episodes, I know my perspective has been changing a lot. And I'm not sure. Like, I love Cruz. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure I won't fall out of love with her. But I'm sure I'm not going to be as open to her actions as I was back then. Because back then, she was just a badass female on TV that I was like, who the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so cool to see, like, this female character that was just kicking ass like the guys and just did not care. And was just doing her thing. And that was, like, one of the first female, like, cops I've seen on TV like that, you know. And so, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. But, again, I also look forward to watching the episodes and seeing my reaction and how I look at her, at it now, you mm-hmm. know, and look at her now. Yeah. And so, yeah. Darvell, season four, Cruise, Emily, everything else in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's been pretty well established that I'm on the fence when it comes to Cruise. I, I don't I don't love her, but I don't hate her either. I will not say that she is the reason the show changed. Did she have did she play a part? Yes, but she's not the sole reason. Um Emily, yeah, typical teen, that's all I can say regarding how Emily behaves this season. Um everything else, well, We'll just have to see as we go along. Just scrolling through here, some of the other bits here, the bits that I, uh, you know, I mean, we look forward to Carlos getting accused of sexual assault. It only took four seasons. We knew it was going to happen eventually. <laughs> that sounds a bit yeah. mean, but uh, let's be honest, we yeah, knew it was going to happen. <laughs> there is there is one problem. There is one problem that I had with that storyline, and we'll get to it when we actually discuss it. Um, powerful, like Skip Sardis. It's not just Last Call. Skip Sardis is actually maybe one of the stars of next season. Um, so, yeah. He's actually a very, he's actually a very believable drunk. Spoiler alert. He is. And, and like, please correct me if I'm wrong here, but is Munro actually in the end of season four or do we only get her season yes. five? So yes. We- she, she's, she's introduced yeah. at the end of season four. I, I thought so. I thought yeah. we got her. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's in. I'm pretty sure it's the episode after everybody lies, or maybe it's. I can't remember what that episode's called. Right now. Or it might be. It, closing it might be that in episode is her or first it's episode. Probably closing in. Closing in is her first episode, which is what number next season? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right. So yeah, we we yeah, there you go too, Brandy. Technically, 21. we get Munro next season as well. You know, this might be my favorite season. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I mean, the onion ain't gonna happen right oh, away, but <laughs> no, that's not onion. till season five. What what, <laughs> what episode is that? The spirit. Oh god, yeah. this just makes me want to vomit. Um, oh my god, <laughs> it's an episode about somebody trying to find an onion. That's like the. Sell an episode. <laughs> it's just touching, though. I don't know why, but it's always been my favorite. And Maybe that little girl know. gives me the shits in that episode with Sally. That's one of those childhood actors that just gives me the shits. <laughs> 
I mean, oh, come I mean, on. Mon, like Monroe growing up. I don't know. Something about that episode where Monroe <laughs> just goes out her way to get the onion for her niece is everything. I'm like, maybe oh. I wish I had an aunt like that, maybe. Like, but Jingle All The Way does favorite. it better. If you want to watch a good actual like piece of entertainment when it comes to a, a person trying to get a toy that's sold out, Jingle All The Way. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to find Anakin Skywalker, an action figure. That's amazing. That's <laughs> it's Turbo Man. And it's one of my favorite movies. Turbo Man. <laughs> I Put that cookie that down now! <laughs> <laughs> Best line oh, ever. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's Jingle All The Way Oz coming soon to the Oz Network. Looking forward to season four. I, I think the thing that we will find, I think the most moving forward as we move into the second half of Third Watch is that I feel we've all been pretty much in agreement with the most part of these episodes. There's only really been a few occasions where I find that between all three of us, we've disagreed overall on how an episode is. So I feel that, you know, 96% of the time, we're all in agreement how great this show is. I really do feel that moving forward, there's going to be a lot of differing opinions, probably more so from myself, because I'm probably going to be more critical of a lot of things. And I'm not trying to say that's a bad thing uh, or a good thing for you guys or anything along those lines. It's good to kind of have this. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of having maybe more discussions about what's good, what's bad moving forward on this show. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting time as we enter the second half of this show that we we do love. And I will say to people listening, we really do appreciate you sticking through this. Uh, Obviously, again, we are recording these a lot, you know, in advance of when we're actually releasing these. So you might be sending us in questions. We might have been discovered by a Saudi prince in between when I've recorded this and uh, when we've released it, who knows? But uh, if you are sending us questions, you are commenting on things we're saying in episodes and you feel like we're not responding to them on episodes, uh, again, there is a big discrepancy in when we're recording this and when we're releasing them. So by all means, we might end up uh, replying to you in person. We might have done that. We might have replied to your email messages, things like that, because it's probably a lot easier rather than you waiting eight months to hear a response on air. So um, just just a forewarning with that. And it's also similar to that we might have interviewed cast members because we've requested, we've gotten replies, we're waiting on things at least at the time of recording this. So we might be talking about these cast members and you're thinking like, well, why do you never talk about the interview you did with them? Well, we might not have just recorded it and time of release it. So there's kind of the back and forth there to break the magic of podcasting in terms of how we're saying these things and everything. I thought I would just take this moment to say that. But it's a privilege to record this show for you. It's a privilege to talk about this amazing television show, which we hope that if you loved beforehand, you're falling in love with again. And if you may be joining us for the first time, you're falling in love with it. And I hope that's Darvell's girlfriend, uh, because like that's true love. If she loves this show, then you marry that woman, Darvell. You marry her. You put a ring on it. Um, so anyway, we'll be back. Season four. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the usual channels. And we appreciate your support. I keep saying that, but I really do mean that. My name is Ben, and this isn't God. It's his very good friend, Officer Boscarelli. Screw you, Darvell. <laughs> My name is Darvell, and haha, I said it first this time around, so. <laughs> it is. My name's Brandy, and stay tuned for Sergeant Cruz. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.